Welcome to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything, recorded live in my basement with a special guest today um, on the podcast because I thought, you know what, when I have a guest, it's always more fun for me and probably more interesting and entertaining for you. This very special guest is someone that I've known all of her life and we're going to meet her right now on the podcast. Oh my God, it's my daughter, Allison. Oh my God. So I asked Allison last week, I said, you should come out and do the podcast with me. And she said, okay, sure. What are we going to talk about? And I said, well, you know, the podcast is basically about things that we've learned in our lives and it's based on the book um, and little things in the book that we have learned. For example, one of them that I've taught, I maybe I've taught, I've taught on the podcast is talk to old people. Have you ever talked to you about talking to old people? Yeah, because you do it a lot. I do. <laughs> and I've had such interesting conversations with old people, and a lot of the time people just ignore them. So yesterday, I did not live up to my own rule. Here's what happened. Mom and I were out riding, uh, and we were at a bar in Arlington, Minnesota. One of those bars that you can tell has been there for like 50 or 60 yeah. years, and it's all locals, and it's called the Arlington House, and it's a really cool bar with a lot of character. And they also have really good food. So we're sitting there at the bar. We're getting something to eat. And I get up to go to the bathroom, and behind me in a booth is an old man. I mean, bent over, old, skinny, and he is there eating by himself. He's having a hamburger all by himself. Yep. Well, he's looking down at his phone. I thought, oh, he's, you know, at least he's on his phone. He's entertaining himself. He's looking down at his phone. So imagine an old man at a booth looking down at his phone. Now take the phone away because there was no phone in his hand. He was just sadly staring down at the table while he ate. Yeah. Oh, and it was so sad. That is so sad. And he was kind of frail, and you could tell he doesn't, you know, he's healthy enough to get around. How much longer do you have when you're 85 or 88 years old? And there he was eating by himself. So then I started to put together a story in my mind about how, well, his wife probably died 10 years ago, and maybe his kids are gone, or his kids have died, or maybe he never had kids, and this is his one night of the week that he gets to go into town from his little farm where he grew up and has all his memories. And I was like, oh, it's so sad. (laughs) But I didn't go talk to him because I didn't want him to think that I felt sorry for him. And I also just, it was a bit just weird. I didn't know him to sit down at the table and say, hey, my name's Dave. What are you up to tonight? Yeah. Well, did you hear about that news story? I heard about it last week. These guys saw the same thing. It was a woman sitting by herself at this like buffet dinner. And one of the guys decided to go over and say hi because he felt sorry. Same thing as you. Yeah, yeah. And the woman actually loved it. And the three friends came over and it got on the news and everyone was like, oh, look at how happy this story is. But you never know how they're going to react. And you know what? I kind of regret it. I think I thought all day yesterday. It didn't bother me a whole lot because, you know, I mean, what's what could I I could sit and talk to him for, you know, 15 minutes. But is that going to cure his loneliness? I don't know. But I kind of regretted it yesterday that I should have gone back, that I should have like sat down and maybe brought mom over and and talked to him for a little while. So talk to old people because they usually have amazing things to say. And if nobody asks them, they usually don't talk to anybody. And an example was I was doing a Cub Scout magic show a year or so ago. And there's a really old guy there with his grandson or whatever. 
And I'm like, and he's like, hey, how are you? And I'm good. I'm like, oh, hey, have you, are you from here? You live here your whole life? And if that's, that's usually a good in. If you lived here your whole life, then you can say, oh, I bet you've seen a lot of changes since, since oh, you were yeah. a kid. And then they love to talk about that. And this guy told me that he remembered the night that KDWB signed on the air in 1959. Are you serious? Yes. And the first oh song he remembered all day, the radio station was something else like Farm Reports or whatever. And he <laughs> remembered all day they were promoting this new radio station coming on at 5 o'clock in 1959. He didn't remember the day, the time of the year. Um, but he said the first song they played was Blue Suede Shoes. Oh, my god! And gosh. he'll never forget it. And Even if, I know that song. Yeah, and if I hadn't asked him about it, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't be able to share that story and how many people are still around from 1959 that would remember that. So yeah. anyway, Allison is my second daughter. She is my second kid. She is 27. She works at Target Corporation. What else should we know about you? You're married. Got married, married a year ago. married. Yep. Almost a year ago. I have a cat. I'm a big cat lady. Yeah. Um, I like to do yoga and I am got got into cooking more. I like making some bread today. So I'm really... You really? Yeah. I'm like letting it rise right now. You have to do that whole oh, thing. Oh, nice. For like eight to 12 hours. Making yep. bread is kind of challenging. It it's is. definitely time consuming. That's good. Good for you. Yeah. Um, uh, I always was sad when you would tell me the story about how you, at your last apartment, you got a discount on your rent to be the oh, apartments God. to be the apartments yoga instructor. Yep. But it didn't go very well. It what happened? Did not. It was pretty pathetic when I say it back. But basically, I would go down there for class, and no one would show up. I would just sit there. Oh. But I was also so nervous that I was kind of glad no one showed up. Yeah. If that makes sense. But you had to get qualified and take like hours and hours and hours oh, of yeah. training to be a yoga instructor. Yeah. Like three months, like three times a week for two hours each time. It, yeah, it was a lot of work. And then you would go downstairs to the yoga room and nobody ever came. Oh, okay, when you say it like that, Dad, it's it so makes pathetic. Me sad. I get sad easily, Allison. I know. All right, so uh, I talk about Allison. If you've listened to our show for a long time, I've talked about her a lot. Um, uh, I don't see her as often now, so I don't get to talk to her about it, about her as much. But I used to tell stories about her all the time on the radio. And for example, the only time that Allison ever got in trouble in school was in a food fight in eighth grade. And you never got in trouble other than that, that I remember. No. What did you do to get in trouble in the food fight? Oh, in the food fight, I threw a single pepperoni and got in trouble (laughs) and couldn't go on the Valley Fair field trip, but neither could like most of the grade. Well, didn't they cancel the Valley Fair field trip because of the food field trip? Yes. And the parents were so mad that they canceled it that most parents took their kids out of school and took them down to Valley Fair anyway. Yeah. Do you agree with that? No, I don't agree with it at all. We took you because I don't know you. I don't. It's kind of a double standard, I guess. You only threw a pepperoni, but then we took you down to Valley Fair anyway. So yeah. I'm not sure what I would do now. So let's talk about you, and the show is Ooh. all about what we learn in our lives and what we've taught you. Because the book is, you know, the the book is all about things that I've learned or I've seen other people screw up, so they don't make the same mistakes. So. Let's just start right there. What have you learned from either me or mom or on your own that you want to share with us? Well, let's start with you okay? because this is all about you. Um, You know, honestly, when I was thinking about things to talk about on the podcast, every single thing in your book you've told me at one point, like skimming through, I feel like I've heard all of them and there's more that I can even think of like... The zipper merge. Did you ever talk about the zipper merge in your I'm, book? I know it. The, the book was out before the zipper merge really got okay. popular. 
So, even little things like that. But I think the biggest thing that I, you even know this one, but um, your quote that you like to say, and I think you learned it from your dad, is that it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Yes, and it's very true. It is. Um, uh, somebody sent me a clip the other day on the TV show Superstore that they had like some like I don't know like something some awful uh, weapon in the in the storage room, and they're like, "Why do we have that weapon in the storage room?" And the manager said, "Well, it's better to have it not need it than to need it not have it." Oh, funny! And somebody sent it to me and said, "This reminds me of your clip, your quote from your dad." It's true. It backfires on me once in a while. Like if I go hiking or camping, I tend to bring way too much yep. because I always say, well, it's better to have it, not need it. So I'll bring along a tennis racket, can... even though I don't necessarily yep. need one. You could one. say that for everything. You really could. So you got to yep. be able to limit that a little bit. Yeah. Have you used that? Have you think of an occasion where you've actually used it? Um, I would say not a specific one, but every time I'm like packing for a trip, I'm like, should I bring this deck of cards? Yeah. I throw Mm -hmm. it in there because like if you're sitting there bored at dinner one night, might as well have something to do. So got it with you. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good one. Yep. I'd say another one is, um, basically when you're going out to speak, like since you do a lot of Toastmasters, you always tell me it's better to be a little nervous than not at all because that means that you're ready and you're well aware of what's going on around you. And so I don't know if that one's in your book, but I always remember that. I don't know if it's in the book either, but it's very true because I have found that when I'm going to do a speech and I'm not nervous, I know I'm not going to do very well. You would think it would be the other way, but when I'm a little bit nervous and I get up there and I make the first couple of lines go over well, then everybody yes. instantly relaxes. I relax. The audience relaxes. I did a speech for Boy Scouts a month or so ago, and I was a little bit nervous, but I just I just didn't feel confident, and I never connected with the audience. I didn't get the laughs at the right spots. I skipped over some of the best parts of my stories, and it just didn't go very well. But then last weekend, I did the one for the Toastmasters people, and talk about a tough audience. They're yeah. all people who were in a speaking no club. And uh, I was nervous enough that we had lunch beforehand that I could barely eat because yep. who can eat when they're nervous? But when I got up, I told a story um, about how I put my foot in my mouth on TV, which I did. I was on TV being interviewed, and I said, I don't ever watch TV. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, you dummy. So I told that story in a better way than I just told it, and I got a laugh, and everybody instantly relaxed. So, but you're right. If you're not nervous before a speech, that's not a good thing. It's okay to be a little bit nervous yeah. probably before anything, before a right. date or before an interview or a speech or whatever. Not so nervous that you're like shaking, yeah, but right. you know, a little like keeps you aware for sure. So I always remember that one. Do you do presentations at work, Allison? Yeah. Do you really? Uh, I mean, yeah, not in front of like huge groups like you, but you know, a room filled with 10 to 20 people. Like what do you have to present on? Oh, you know, business stuff, like why we should do this or that. <laughs> I you, can't give you details. You can't give me any secrets about what's going down at, uh, no, going no, at Target no. Corporation? No. Um, uh, what What do you do for Target for so people can know what you do? Um, my professional title is a merchandise planner, but in basic terms, it's just like planning the financials for a category. So like how many sales we expect or what we should... You know, invest in okay. <sighs> yep, it's pretty. You ever get awesome. to operate the uh, cash cash register or anything I like that? I do not. Unfortunately, that conveyor belt you put all the stuff on. You do anything with that? You know, that was my dream when I was a child. I played like cash register. Like, I know you did all the time. 
And you would scan things over it and go, boop. Yep. <laughs> Who didn't do that? <laughs> um, well, we're, we're, Allison is our one of our overachieving kids. Um, Allison was the kid who I never had to ask her to do her homework. No. She would come home from school and she would say, Oh, I know Dad, what you're going to say. Should I have goldfish or should I have a brownie? And I'm like, <laughs> Allison, just pick one. It doesn't matter. Dad, I don't know. And then she'd sit and watch TV for 15 minutes while she ate her little snack. And then she'd go upstairs and do her homework. And I would always tell her, Allison, you got to practice your decision making, right? Yeah. Because you, if you're wrestling over a brownie or goldfish... There's going to be a lot bigger decisions that are going to be really hard. So you can't go wrong. Oh, no. I mean, I still struggle with pretty easy decisions. Like yesterday, Justin and I went out to Pizzeria Lola. It's a nice little pizza place. You can sit outside or inside. And when it came time to make the decision, the server was like, do you want to sit outside or inside? I was like, uh, what do you want to, uh, uh, outside? No, wait, maybe we should do. And we sat outside. You did sat outside. It was beautiful. You did a good choice. Yes. Good choice. Um, your mom is the worst, not at that necessarily, but when the waiter comes by and she'll say, are you guys ready to order? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Do the walleye fingers, I mean, are those... Or do you recommend those? Are those good? And they'll be like, yeah, the walleye fingers are good. Okay. And she's still looking over her gla- the, over the top of her glasses at the menu and going, huh. <laughs> okay. What, ab- what about the club sandwich? Is that a good, you recommend the club? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Hmm. And I'm like, Jesus, God, just <laughs> order something. <laughs> so you, yeah. So I get that from her. You must get that from her. Yep. All right, so something else that either that mom and I have taught you or I've taught you, another lesson that you've learned. Um, I would say in terms of something mom's taught me, she is so good at being like thoughtful and going out of her way of doing something for other people. Like Very if it's, kind. If it's like cupcake day, National Cupcake Day, she'll bring you a cupcake. Like she is just so, she thinks ahead and... I don't know. She's she really good She always thinks about other people. She yes. really does. Yes. yes. Very true. Yep. Um, so obviously learning more from her on that. I would say in terms of other things that you have taught me, um, you are always really, speaking of old people, aware of like call your grandma and grandpa, like mm. send them a thank you. Like whenever I'm on vacation, you're like send your grandpa a, what is it called? Postagram? Postagram yes. is an app that I will stop to recommend that it it is an app on your phone. And I think it's a free app, but you take a picture of anything on vacation, your prom, your dog, whatever, and then you upload it to the the website and then you write in what you want to say and they will mail a picture postcard to the recipient. Yeah. So when, where were you when I said send a picture postcard to grandpa? Um, gosh, where was that recently? I think, well, I did it when we were in Austin, Texas and I just sent, it's so simple. You take one picture, you write a quick little note in the app and it sends it to you. It's so easy. And it costs like two bucks to do. Yeah. So that includes the printer and the postage and and it's really cool. Yep. Postagram. So that's one thing. Stay in touch with your old people. Yep. Yep. Um, When I get old, you better call and you better visit. (laughs) I will. Okay, good. Yes. Um, And then in terms of something like, can I talk about myself for a second? Yeah, of course. Like something I've learned for myself. Yeah. Okay. So this was going, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but it's in terms of like the workplace, I would say if you say something with confidence, even if you're not a hundred percent confident in it, it's more believable. Yeah. Which makes sense. But I feel like a lot of the times I say something like, I think we should do this guys, or maybe we should try this. You should just say, 
we should do this. Like, does that make sense? Absolutely, I mean, yes. You're more convincing. If you... Absolutely. I think a lot of people say, I think we should go in this direction. And I believe that you should take out the I think and you should say, we should go in this direction. Yeah. I wrote an email to the people that I work with just this morning about something and I had written, I think we should revisit the idea. And then I went back and I took out the I think. So yes. I think that's true. And, and, and you're right. If you say it with confidence... People, if you do anything with confidence, yeah. people will believe you. Yeah, I feel like I catch myself at work doing that all the time. Like, doing what? Saying I think? Yes. Yeah. Or just like, uh, okay, well, maybe we should go that way instead of like other. I'm easily convinced, I feel like. So if I just catch myself in saying some of those words mm -hmm. and just say, change the way I say it, it's more believable. And you're more likely to get credit from your boss or someone on the team. If you say it that way, versus I really believe that's true. Instead yeah. of instead of like, I think that maybe we should consider doing this. Yes, I learned a little bit of that when I was at Boy Scout camp with a kid named Dwight Corals. I was probably about fourteen years old. <laughs> what he a was, name! Dwight Corals was a character. I wish I still knew this guy. He was just the coolest, funniest kid ever. And we were at a scout meeting at camp one time and it was really boring and I don't remember what it was and I'm like god this is boring he's like well let's just leave I says we can't just get up and leave he said oh yeah you do it like you know what you're doing you can do anything you want and he's like just follow me follow my lead so he stands up walks through an aisle of people excuse me excuse me excuse me excuse me and I'm right behind him I don't remember what I said excuse me and we walked out of there with our heads held high with a purpose and nobody said, excuse me to you two young men, where the hell do you think you're going? <laughs> yep. And we walked right out of that meeting because people knew that we were confidently doing something. Yeah. So I guess you don't even need to do it just in your words, even in your actions, get you up can. and just march right out. Well, somebody said you can do any, you can go anywhere you want if you have a clipboard and a pen in your hand. Ooh. So if you have a clipboard and a pen in your hand, you could probably go to the front desk at any business and walk right past the front desk and walk back into the workers' area because they're like, oh, well, she's got a clipboard and a pen in her hand, so... I'm here to audit the financials and... Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so good. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah. Okay, so we're learning from each other. Yeah. What else have you learned? Anything else? Um, well, yesterday, you'll like this. We After we were done with our pizza, guess what we drove by on the side of the road? <gasps> a lemonade stand. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Justin, I'm going to have you get out because I was driving and buy some lemonade. And he was like, no, 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 gosh, no. But he got out <laughs> he and did. he got some. I gave him the dollar. He got some lemonade and the kids were like so happy. It's the best. And yes. I, this is one that comes up all the time. And uh, I am actually to the point where I feel bad if I don't yeah. stop at a lemonade stand. Yeah. I'm like, what if... I was going to be the only person that stopped at their lemonade stand all day. And it just makes their day and it makes you feel good. And I get it. The lemonade is warm and watered down and overpriced. <laughs> it was. It was. But stop and, you know, get their lemonade and make their day. Yeah. What did Justin say about that? Um, He, I mean, he agreed, but I think it's uncomfortable to like, I don't know why. Why is it uncomfortable to get out of your car and give... Well, it's a pain. I mean, that's true. Maybe it's, it's a pain, more of a pain. But, but it was was their mom or their dad there too, or were they doing? They it by were themselves? like peeking outside the yeah, window, right. you know, like to make their 
make sure their kids are safe. But I totally remember having a lemonade stand. I was like doing cartwheels to make people stop and buy the lemonade. Was that we right so over here by the park when you were yeah, yeah, yeah. when uh, right over here off Galpin the by the park? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And we, whenever kids get someone to stop, you're just so excited. You know, you made their day. So. Do you remember how many people stopped? No. But I don't, you remember but... that people did stop. Yeah. Did and you have a lemonade stand ever? I did. And it was yeah. kind of sad. Well, you know what? We lived out in the middle of nowhere, so there wasn't a whole yeah. lot of traffic. So we were at the end of the lane. And we had, again, watered-down pink Kool-Aid of some sort or another. Nobody stopped. Aww. Nobody stopped until finally the guy that delivered the newspaper stopped. Then he bought a cup of lemonade for a dime. And I'm going to tell you, I will never forget that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I probably, I probably would have forgotten all about that ever happening. If nobody would have stopped, I would have gotten over it. It's okay. But I remember how kind he was to stop. He didn't want lemonade. Right. He probably had like a, a can of pop in his car or whatever, but he was delivering the paper and he pulled over. So yeah, yeah. so do so that. That's so cute. Yeah, good. Good lesson. Um, what, can I ask you a question? Anything you want. So if you had to narrow down your biggest lesson that you learned you learn from your mom and dad... What would it, like one? Oh my God. If you can. That is a really hard one. I would say, um, I don't know that it was a spoken lesson so much. I don't know that they ever verbalized it, but I think it was always work hard and do your best Yeah, because that was one thing that I just, I really had to do. We lived kind of on a little semi kind of a farm with a giant garden and chickens and wood to be chopped and things to be hauled and, and whatever. And so I don't know that they ever vocalized it, but it was definitely the value of hard work. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that's really served me well because where you go to work now and a lot of people, if they didn't do hard work when they were a kid, they don't really necessarily do want to do a lot of hard work at work. Totally. Most people want to do just enough not to get noticed or not to get fired. But I've always told people, whether it's in radio or working at Target or wherever, if you can work harder than the other 90% of people there who barely do enough, you can't help but stand out. Yeah. So I think that if mom and dad taught me anything, it was definitely the value of working hard and doing it right. Yeah. Because then there are the people who seem to be really busy, but they're not really doing it right. And yep. if you have to go back and correct their mistakes all the time, then that's also not right either. And I remember one one time my dad got on me because (laughs) we were planting corn in the garden and it was like an all day task. And you would go and you would basically, you would get the, the, you would till the garden and our garden was like half the size of a football field. It was enormous. And then you would put a string along to make the rows straight. And then you would like put a little, uh, a a little, um, I don't know, a little ditch in there. And then you would go and put the corn in. And it was supposed to be one corn kernel, like every foot or so. One kernel? Well, right. But remember, when you see farm growing a a farmer's field, the corn is all pretty close together. Yeah. So it was supposed to be one corn kernel per like every foot and a half or something like that. Me and my friend Scott were planting the corn and we wanted to get done so we can get the F out of there and go do something else. <laughs> so we put like six corn kernels when in the holes instead of one. And when it grew, my dad knew it and he was pissed because the corn was too crowded or whatever and it was a waste of corn or whatever. And so he got on me because he knew I did it, but I didn't do it right. Yeah, so, so you can never get away with just... You know, you can work hard and make it look like you're working hard, but you can never really get away with that. I mean, no, at the end you, of the day, people will know. You got to do it right also. Yeah. 
So um, what was the thing we said on the porch a little while ago? If you find somebody who's got a good attitude, they're willing to work, and they're talented, that's kind of the golden combination. And I said, I've worked with some people who've got all three. They've got a great attitude, they're talented, and they're willing to put the time in. But a lot of the time, they're missing two or one of the three. If they missed all three, I would never even hire them. (laughs) But I've worked with people on my show who are missing two of the three. They've got a great attitude, but they're not very talented, and they're not willing to put in the work. Or they've got a lot of talent, but a bad attitude and not willing to put in the work. So anyway... Yeah, I don't. Working hard is important. For sure. Okay. I, I even noticed that, obviously, like when you're a kid, you for sure were doing that and you have plenty of stories, just like the one you told. But obviously, you do it now, too. I mean, look at all those awards you're winning, Dad. Uh, yeah. I mean, not to, I want to brag for you for a second, okay. but you're, I mean, you're also, you stay really busy because you want to work hard. So outside of your work, you do things like you fly planes, you're in Boy Scouts, you do Toastmasters. I mean, you apply that to other parts of your life, not just work too. I feel like. I, and I, I didn't realize how busy I was until the the Boy Scouts the other night, they read like, you know, he does this and he does this. And I'm like, God, I got to slow down. I've been doing too much, but I enjoy it yeah, all. Yeah, I was That's just going to say, you enjoy it. When I do Boy Scouts, it's not like, I don't think of it as like, oh God, I got to go to Boy Scouts. I enjoy it. I'd rather be doing that than sitting around, um, uh, you know, playing on my phone because we can all kill six hours a day playing on our phone. Oh, I know. And not everybody has something that they like to do to go out to do, but I suggest you go find what it is, whether it's scouts or riding your bicycle or yoga or whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be expensive because a lot of people say, well, I sit around and watch TV a lot because I don't have any money to have a motorcycle or I don't have any money to join a gym. Well, there's got to be things you can do for free or for very cheap, you know, um, off the top of my head. I mean, walking, walking and listening to podcasts is something you could do. Yep. That's all free. I feel like a lot of the things that I do, I keep that in mind that you like to stay busy. Like you shouldn't sit on your phone and watch other people live their lives. You should go out and live your own life. So I'm like, okay, what can I do today besides sit on my phone and scroll through Instagram? Mm -hmm. Oh, I can bake some bread. Look at you. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah, and what yeah. a cool hobby and what a cool passion baking or cooking is because it's very rewarding. It's very satisfying. You got to eat it anyway. And you're probably going to end up with something healthier than you would if you got it out of a Schwann's bag out of the freezer. <laughs> Don't get yeah. me wrong. I love Schwann's. Mom yep. gets Schwann's stuff all the time. But good for you. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap up here in a second unless there's something else that you wanted to talk about. Is there anything that we missed? I mean... There probably is, but maybe you'll invite me on again. I hope so. Allison, <laughs> you did really well. Yay. Um, when Fallon goes on maternity leave, you should fill in one Ooh, day. Ooh, yeah. But see, we get kind of raunchy. Do we ever... Here's... Let me ask you a question. When you were a kid, did you ever get embarrassed by the things that we would say or do on the radio? Um, I would say maybe once in a while, but you were pretty good. Like, you would never say anything embarrassing about me. If anything, it would be something you're talking about. And because you've done this my whole life, it would kind of just be like, oh, whatever. You know, like, okay. it wouldn't really. You're very good about about that. So it's never like, kids never picked on you and said, your dad's stupid or anything oh, like that? Oh, God, no. If anything, I would get a lot of, I know what you had for dinner last night. Oh, God, really? Yes, people would say that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And I was like... Awesome. Like, what What do you say to that? I'm, That's so funny. Yeah. Well, Allison, you've been great on the podcast and very funny and some good lessons. Um, and I appreciate it. Uh, thank you 
Yeah, thank you. For being on. She came all the way over here today just to be on the podcast. Yay. What are you doing the rest of the day? Uh, right, you're baking. Yeah, yeah. You're doing baking your bread. bread. Yep. Okay. All right. Listen, thank you for listening to the podcast. It's all based on the book called Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Uh, it is a great graduation present. It is still available easily on Amazon, local bookstores. Itasca Books has it. There is a Kindle version that's cheaper. And if you buy it and you want it autographed, bring it down to the radio station. People don't believe me when I say this, but I say bring it to the radio station and I will personalize it to the person you're giving it to. So you're giving it to your niece or nephew for graduation. Bring it down and I'll write in there with a black Sharpie, happy graduation, Julia, or whatever her name might be. Um, that I think is about it. And, uh, oh, there's the Facebook page. Uh, we always update the Facebook page every time there's a new podcast like today and it's Facebook and then just search, take a shower, show up on time. And then pretty soon it'll auto fill, uh, and then rate the podcast. If you scroll all in the podcast app, scroll way, way, way to the bottom and you can leave a review for the podcast. I would appreciate that. Uh, Allison, again, thank you for being on. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on take a shower show up on time and don't steal anything. Thank you.